right, so today, today we're, uh, we're actually going to be talking about, <laughs> it's a new series, called Getting Your Mojo Back. How many of you need your mojo? <laughs> Don't you raise your hand, all right? Since love is in the air, we're going to be talking about love. And you might say, well, that doesn't apply to me. If, if you're single, whether you're single or married, it applies, all right? And uh, so we talk about a lot of stuff in this church, but this is something that is of utmost importance. We've got to learn to love each other. And so you learn to, or you decide that you're going to apply this to your life, no matter how I'm applying it, make it apply to your life. Will you do that? All right. So to start this series, we're going to talk about this. Remember, you love. Remember, you love. This is one of the things that God has a big problem with when it comes to humans. God's like, you forgot me. You forgot you loved me. Revelation chapter 2, verse 4, he said, but this is what I have against you. He's talking about one of the churches, that, you know, one of the seven churches in, in Revelation. Well, he's talking about the, a, 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 an age where there are people, the people of God say, you know what? We forgot about you. He says, this is what I have against you. You do not love me now as you did at first. He's saying, you forgot about me. I have a problem with that. And how many of you know this is a human problem? That when we get comfortable in a relationship, we forget we love. We forget to do the things that love. I met with a couple last year that were having some serious, serious uh, marital struggles. They were, they were facing divorce. He was working all the time, way too much, more than he should, more than he needed, I should say. And she was drinking well more than she needed. They were having some serious problems and they were both very frustrated with each other and they were about to hang it up and, and they weren't doing anything that actually would fix the relationship. And this couple really struggling, the reality of who each other were at the time was overwhelmingly destroying this relationship and their passion for each other was just completely gone. Both became, had become lazy in the relationship. Both had introduced things into the relationship that didn't need to be there and into their lives. They were wanting something better and even maybe wanting someone better. They forgot that they loved each other. The last time I met with him, actually it was sitting right here. We'd come into the sanctuary, brought him in, and we were sitting here talking and I listened to them tell all of their grievances about each other. And I was just praying, God, what do you want to say to them? And suddenly the words came and it was this. They love each other. They just forgot. So finally, when they finished talking, I said, I have some really good news for you. What? We've just told you all of this mess that we're in. I have really good news for you. The good news is you love each other. You just forgot. And I began to go into their situation and helping them to see that when you do this, it's saying, I don't love you. You forgot when you chose to do that. You were saying, I don't love you anymore. And you forgot that you love this person. That's why you're doing this. And we went into it. And I, and I talked to them about how, you know what? All you do is you see what's wrong with your spouse. Instead of being able to see what's right, you stopped doing the good things that you know you should do for each other. And you actually started doing things that would destroy this relationship. It's time for you to remember you love each other. 
And after we finished, man, there were tears and they were, we, I prayed with them and it was great. You could just really sense God had done a work in their life. And so I got finished and, and they walked out and, and I, I cleaned up and did some things in here. And when I walked out, they were standing at the fence and I'll, I'll never forget the picture of that in my mind. They were standing at the fence, looking at the cows and horses and they were embracing each other again. They remembered they loved each other. Unfortunately, this couple represents so many of us. Humans tend to forget. We love. Who do you love that maybe you forgot you love? And, you know, if we don't love, if we quit loving, if we forget we love, you know, we, we, we lose our edge. Suddenly we don't care what we look like anymore. Uh, we get bad breath and we don't deal with it anymore. And weight doesn't seem to matter anymore. You forget to do the little things that communicate throughout the day. I love you. I'm thinking of you. All of these things communicate. I haven't forgotten that I love you. The bedroom becomes stagnant. It's cluttered. We don't keep it clean anymore. You don't make the bed. You don't prepare things. And come on, how can you make love in that kind of a scenario? Thank you. Y'all need to wake up a little bit, all right? Lighten up. Lighten up. Ladies, if your guy still looks at you and wants you, that's a really good thing. And you better not take it for granted. And if he doesn't, you need to remember that at one point he did choose you. At one point he did look at you and say, I want you for the rest of my life. And you need to remember that you can get your mojo back. You just got to decide to. Guys, it's not too late. You can win her back. You can do what it takes. Do what you did when you were dating. You won her. Now you got to keep her. That's even harder. You've got to think about it. You've got to put the effort. You've got to remember that you love her. Come on, folks. You need to remember that you love her and take care of her. So one of the biggest reasons your spouse chose you is because you love her or him. That's one of the reasons they chose you. Because they were like, oh, I feel safe with you. I know that you're never going to leave me. I know that you're never going to wander. I know that the grass is not ever going to be greener on the other side because of the way you look at me. And that's why they chose you in the first place. She felt like she could trust you. She felt like she could believe in you and know that you would never leave. He felt like you would swim across a raging river and climb a mountain to come make love to him. And now it seems like... It seems like he, you just stop because you, you stop having passion for him just because of a drop of water as opposed to a raging river or a little speed bump in the road as opposed to a mountain you would climb back in the day. You used to love her. You used to love him. You forgot. And you still do. And you wonder why he doesn't reach for you anymore. You wonder why she doesn't desire you anymore. And you blame it on them. You can do that all you want, but it's not going to help. You need to remember that you still love me. Remember you love. So how do you do that? Number one, you got to squint. Everybody do this. Squint. Can you do that? Yeah. You need to squint more. Learn to squint more. Just start. Here's a good principle for us. Before, before marriage... Eyes wide open. 
After marriage, squint. The problem is we do it backwards. Before marriage, we're like, oh, he's so awesome. Oh, he's so cute. Oh, I love him so much. Oh, look at her. She's so sweet. She's everything. And your friends are going, get your eyes open. He's an idiot. <laughs> What's wrong with her? She's a witch. Why would, you, why would you even think about marrying her? And you're like, oh, she's so awesome. Love her to death. Marriage day comes. Oh, God, what have I done? Let me say to those of you who are married, it's time for you to squint. Start squinting. Stop looking for the wrong in your husband or wife. Let me say this, though. Listen, I'm not talking about things that will destroy or can destroy them or you or your relationship or their relationship with God. I'm not talking about addictions. You eyes wide open with that stuff, right? Make sure that that stuff is taken care of and, and there's healing, there's help. That's why the church is here. That's why we're doing what we're doing on Wednesday nights. Come and, and learn and get through that stuff. There's help and there's healing. So I'm not talking about squinting at that stuff. That's just not healthy. Everybody's going to fall, fall in that. But what I am talking about is things that you can overlook that would be healthy for you to overlook. Things that, that irritate you. The little things that bother you, right? The... You know, the, the things that, that just you could just squint and not ever see again. And those things that when you're deciding whether or not you could do good, something good for your spouse, that you could do something good for them. Those little things that you go, well, if he hadn't snored all night long, I'd, yeah, I'd get that for him. If she hadn't spent too much money last month, eh, then I'd do it for her. And look what First Peter says. Above all, and if you've got your Bible, underline those words, highlight them in, in your, in your uh, app or whatever. Above all, keep fervent in your love for one another. And actually, he's talking about the church doing this for each other. But this applies in marriage as well. Keep fervent in your love for one another because why? Love covers a multitude of sin. Love squints. Love looks and says, I'm not even seeing it because I just love, you know, and, and I just absolutely find it amazing that Amy loves this little part of me. She overlooks it. Isn't that awesome? I hope she stays that way for the rest of our lives. You know, she didn't like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> when you love someone, you squint. You squint and you choose to not see every little fault. In fact, you cover over. You're like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. It's all right. I love them. You forgive. You laugh off the stuff that, that those little quirks. The dad jokes, just laugh it off. Thank you, guys. Uh, the bad cooking, just laugh it off. Don't say amen, anyone. Uh, <laughs> Running late all the time. I mean, the stuff that you can overlook that's not going to destroy, the stuff that's not going to hurt, it's time to squint. When you're standing in line at the store, guys, and you see that one little thing that your wife loves as a snack, and you're standing there looking at it going, hmm, should I get it for her or not? That thought that comes into your mind that keeps you from buying that for her to say, I was thinking about you while I was at the store today. What was that thought? It's time to squint. 
Ladies, when you're thinking, you know what, the next time I see my husband, I'm going to walk up to him and I'm going to give him a big slobbery kiss and I'm going to hug him like he's the most important person in the world. And then you stop and think, hmm, no, I don't think so. What was that thought that stopped you from doing that for him? It's time to squint. Let it go. You need to squint and not see the watermelon belly. You need to squint and not see her saddlebags. Oh, boy. <laughs> Just seeing if you guys are awake. <laughs> you need to squint and not hear him burp so loud. Come on, it's time to squint. These are normal things that everybody deals with. And if you're not squinting, you're going to get irritated. Chewing gum can be, my parents drive me nuts with the way they chew their gum. Every time they're in the car, I'm like, oh, I've got to squint. <laughs> squint when you look at me, will you? You know, Mary and Joseph, when Mary got pregnant, Joseph had a dream and an, the angel came to him in the dream and told him, Joseph, your wife is pregnant with a Messiah. You need to squint. You're not going to like what, what's about to happen. You're not going to like what you're going to see. Can you imagine what it was like? Mary had gone to spend some time with Elizabeth, her cousin. And can you imagine what it was like when she came back and she was showing and for Joseph to look at this little girl that he was going to marry, and this is the lady of my dreams, and to see her pregnant, he's yet to be able to even have her for himself. And you can imagine, I mean, he didn't get to enjoy her for the first couple of years of life before they had kids. Pregnancy changes a woman's body. There's stretch marks. There's extra weight. But Joseph squinted. He chose to love her. Learn to squint more. Could you do that? It's called love. Secondly, do more. Now that you have your eyes fixed to squint, you're free. You're free to love your wife. You're free to love your husband. You're free to bake again. You're free to welcome back into the home. You're free to welcome into your life. You're free to enjoy a relationship with this person again because you're squinting. Do more. Be there more. Forget about the stuff that's irritating. Let it go. All of those little things can destroy and ruin a relationship and it builds up. Squint and do more. Do more for the person that you love. And look what it says. When Joseph woke up from that dream, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him. And he took Mary home as his wife. He said, look, I'm going to squint all through the birth of this baby. And you're my wife. I love you. And, and he did for her. He provided for her. And he was with her all the way through all of that. Joseph married Mary. He took her into his home. He loved her. He did for her. He made a choice. I'm not going to be a baby about this. I'm going to see this through and I'm going to I'm going to rise to the occasion and be the husband that this woman needs. You see, love is work. But here's what you need to know. When you remember that you love, it's not nearly as much work. 
What you do for that person that you love, it's not even work. You enjoy it. You ever, uh, you ever change the diaper for one of your, your kids? It's really not that bad, is it? I mean, sometimes it's really bad. But, <laughs> but when it's your child, you ever, you ever change a diaper for somebody, somebody else's kid? Yeah, that bites. That is awful. You know what I mean? I mean, he's working back in the nursery. These women have chosen to love these kids, you know? And that is something that you, it's hard to do something like that when you don't love someone. And it's so important for us to understand that love is far, or, or work is far easier when love is involved. Before I met Amy, one of the thoughts I struggled with was, you know what, I really don't think I need to go after anyone. I've got a really busy life. I don't have time for a relationship. I've got kids. I've got a home that I have to maintain. I've got a grandson. I've got an, a, a church to, to take care of. I've got a couple of thousand employees around the Metroplex that I take care of that are calling. How could I ever make room for someone else in my life? And how could I ever have time to date? Well, in my search for someone, I would meet these ladies for the first time. And within se 10 seconds, I was like, nope, done. This is, ooh, I, check, please right? My eyes were wide open. <laughs> I didn't want to spend any time with them. I didn't want to spend any money on them. And I couldn't imagine, listen, I couldn't imagine somebody capturing my heart to where I would want to and feel free and enjoy just doing for them and, and doing whatever they wanted. I just couldn't imagine that happening, that I would be willing to do anything for them. And notwithstanding the fact that I never fell out of love and that went, went away and, and all of that and just knowing all of that, it just, but then I met Amy and um, I learned that I could change my schedule. I could move meetings. I could shift things around. And suddenly we were dating like four times a week. We met at Panera Bread the first time. And within minutes, I knew. I was just like, wow, I think this is her. And like five minutes into the conversation, out of nowhere, I just looked at her and go, you're beautiful. <laughs> so I asked her if I could take her to, uh, to dinner you know, because you meet at the first place so that you don't waste a lot of money. I learned that the hard way. <laughs> and there's an easy exit, you know. <laughs> um, so anyway, you um, took her to Maggiano's that night. And I was so Twitter baited that I had put my credit card on the table. And, and uh, anyway, about 10 minutes later, I picked my credit card up and signed the thing. I was like, well, this is kind of weird. Do you have a pen? The guy didn't even give me a pen. So we get out to the parking lot and get in the car and we start driving off. I didn't pay. The guy called me. He was like, Mr. Eaton, you left without paying. I was so messed up. <laughs> um, and without thinking, I said, do you mind if I take you by the church that I pastor? Well, sure. So I brought her here. Would have never thought of that. And but I knew that I wanted from the beginning her to see, look, I'm not the pastor of some big church. And um, this is just me. And if you want to get to know me. This is what my life is about. We started dating like four times a week. You know how much work that is? It wasn't work. 
not at all. And on the nights that she was busy or I was busy, uh, late at night, we do what's called drive-bys. <laughs> it was great. I'm sorry, Abigail. <laughs> Just go by and see her before bed. And um, what's the point? When you love, work isn't work. You do more. Did you forget you love? It's, it's time to remember that you love. Learn what your spouse likes and do more. Ladies, let me tell you, if you'll squint and do more, you'll be surprised at what your husband will do for you. Guys, if you will squint and let her know how much you love her again, you'll be surprised at the life that you'll bring to that woman's life. Number three, real quickly, James David. You got to stop more. Stop more. When you remember you love, you will stop more. You'll stop doing the things that they hate. You'll stop doing the things they don't like, especially the things that really destroy. You'll stop doing the things that they've been telling you all along and maybe they quit telling you. And let me tell you this, if your wife or your husband have, has stopped telling you what they like and don't like, there's a dead end to that relationship that's already established. Because when they stop teaching you what they like and don't like, they've given up. And when you love, you'll stop. You'll stop doing the things that, you, that they don't like. You'll stop working more than necessary. Stop looking for love in other places and on the internet. You'll stop doing the things that hurt and damage. Learn what your spouse doesn't like and stop more. The couple that I started with this morning, this sermon, I recently saw her. I said, how are you guys doing? Oh, she had a big smile on her face. Never better. It's been months. That one little tweak. And oh, by the way, she's got a baby coming. Happy. Have you learned love? Have you forgotten love? Are you invested in finding out what she likes and doesn't like and giving your life towards that, guys? And ladies, the same thing. But then we, we got to know this. If we can't do it, if we're not doing it with each other, then we're not also doing it with God. God says how you treat the people in your life, especially your spouse, is indicative of your relationship with me. Are you finding out what he likes and doesn't like and accommodating for that relationship in your life? God's indictment on the church was, you forgot about me. You're not paying attention to me. 
You don't love me. He didn't say, you're not performing your religious duties. You're not lighting enough candles. You're not worshiping some statue somewhere in honor of me that's the cross or whatever it is. He, he says, no, you don't love me. I am the one that wants to have a relationship with you, and I will. Don't forget about me. Have you forgotten you love him? Serving him. Living for him. That's where this all begins. And let me tell you, when you learn that, and when you give your heart over to him in love like that, then you're able to really have a good relationship in your marriage, with your kids, with your parents, with your co-workers, and everybody around you, but especially also your church family. You're able to have that good relationship. Would you bow your heads? Do you have that love relationship with him today? Turn your heart towards him. God is saying, hey, you forgot about me. Well, God, I don't like what you like, and I don't like what you don't, and I, and I, and I don't understand why you don't like certain things. He says, well, get to know me then. Choose to get to know me. Understand me. I will teach you. But it starts with you saying, okay, God, I want to get to know who you are. I will. And I choose to love you, and I choose to have a relationship with you. So I invite you into my life. Wash me and cleanse me and help me to walk with you. And maybe some of you are sitting here today and you forgot that you loved your spouse. Remember, right now, remember. Remember what you used to do? Remember how you used to squint? It's time to love your spouse again. Love your wife. Love your husband. Father, thank you for what you've done in our lives. Thank you for your love for us. We choose to love you today. Help us to know who you are, what you like and what you don't like. Help us to accommodate for you in our own lives. Thank you. And Father, we thank you for the love of God that is able to give us a love for each other. And I pray especially right now for the marriages that are represented here, that God, your hand would be upon them as they choose to love each other and remember their love for each other. God, marriages would be restored and helped. Deliverance would come to those who need it. Granted, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for healing right now. Thank you, Father.